And welcome, everybody, and welcome to Happy Mercury Retrograde. Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, yes, another one is here, and already things are going kind of crazy, but that's okay. We're going to keep moving forward anyway. This is Eileen Grimes, and I am with the Jupiter Rising Show today. I don't have a co-host, but I do have Ms. Wanda Buckner, and she's a fill-in co-host slash guest. Hi, Wanda. Oh, hi, Eileen. I'm great to be back. It is great. It's great to have you, honey. Okay, so anyway, today we've got her on for both hours. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking all about pets. We're going to talk about psychic, um, what was it we're going to talk about? Well, we want to talk about energy healing and distance healing. Right. And as a pet psychic and healer, I hope to shed some light on these. Okay, that's great. Yeah, we're going to talk all about that. And anything else that comes up, because there's so much stuff that we can talk about with our pets. And we're going to take your calls, too. So let me give out the numbers right now. This is important. You guys have got to call in, because when Wanda answers your calls, it's awesome. She will be, like, talking to your pet right there. So the numbers are 425-373-5527. And toll-free in Western Washington is 888-298-298. Five five six nine. Okay, I'll give them out again periodically through the show, just so people know. And you aren't calling, I will call. I will come over there and beat you up. Well, That's well, not true. I'm kidding. <laughs> but maybe I'll just reach through the radio and pull you to the phone. No, no, no. I won't do that either. <laughs> I'm just empty threats. <laughs> yes. This is your opportunity to ask those questions that you haven't had a uh, chance to ask to get a little more information, and best of all, it's right here. And the question that you ask may be a question that someone else has that they don't have an opportunity to call in. So feel free. Feel free, indeed. So let me give the number one more time. Three, seven, no, excuse me, 425-373-5527. And toll free is 888 298-5569. Okay. So today the astral celebrity is, you know, you guys were totally underwhelmed when I said who it was. You just kind of went, who? And I said, Mike Pence. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah, we know him. He's the vice president. Yes, we do. (laughs) But not too many people know that much about him. You know, he's standing behind a fairly large figure. He thinks he's large, but anyway, he's a fairly large figure, and he's definitely a Trump-aholic or a Trump fan. So, But I want to talk a little bit about him individually as far as astrology goes because he's kind of interesting. So we're going to talk about that, and he's got some interesting transits coming up, so that will be um, fascinating to watch. Okay, and that's going to be after the break, and then we have our usual commercials and stuff like that and we're going to be talking throughout the next two hours with Wanda about your pets and what about them confuses you if you've got problems with a pet psychologically I mean we have this one thing that you did with my friends uh, I won't mention her name and it was uh, really phenomenal the results that you got with her and I've seen pictures of the kitties now they look amazing they look like they've always been together you know, before they were having a real difficult time. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the techniques in which you use to get at, you know, and get through to the pets so that, you know, there can be a transformation effect happen to them. So, yeah, I want to do that for sure. So anyway, that's it for today. And so let's just say right now that I'm going to take a break. 
And when we get back, we're going to do the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Hi, this is for Susan Bergstrom. She is with the Medicare Exchange. And as we approach retirement age, there is the Medicare question. Most of us don't really know what is involved with Medicare as well as additional medical plans that are needed for full coverage. It's complicated and confusing. So Susan Bergstrom will come into your life. She is the medical Medicare specialist. Her specialty is meeting with you to determine what kind of additional coverage you need. She is thorough and very personable. And even after she's completed your plan with you, she will basically take care of you. Anything else, she isn't just finished with you when she's got your plan and everything set. She will stay with you through the whole process. She's fantastic, and she really goes to bat for you. So if you would like to talk to Susan or meet with her, she does come to you. Call her at 253 318 9379 or email sbergstrom, B-E-R-G-S-T-R-O-M at com. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. And we're going to do right now the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Ah, yes, Mr. Vice President. Okay, he has pretty much stood invisible behind Pence. I mean, Trump. (laughs) It's so easy to get those two confused because they're both Geminis. That's why. Anyway, so he has, he doesn't have a time of birth, but we're kind of using, you know, what we have here. But it's, he's got some interesting stuff that's about to happen. And oh my goodness, look what he's got. He has Saturn at five degrees Capricorn. Now, Saturn happens to be about three or four degrees Capricorn right now. You know what that means? I have no idea. Saturn return. Second Saturn return. And that means? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. What a segue. (laughs) (laughs) A Saturn return is something that happens at age 29 and 59. So we know approximately what age he is. So um, it's a time to look back. It's a reflection of your, at the second Saturn return, you're looking back at your working life that you had, what you achieved, what you didn't achieve yet, uh, what are the things you, what have you done that you really think you did well, and other things you could have done better. And so it is a a real strong, powerful assessment of your, your working and your professional life. Now, this also has to do with basically his self-worth, self-value. That's also part of Saturn is everything. I must face it. It's not just your career. It's how you deal with your career. And so right now, he's probably going through and going, you know, gee whiz, 
there's some more stuff I really would like to do. Now, the thing about this is this return is not over yet. It won't be over until about the end of the year. And so I'm not predicting anything, but usually stuff happens on the second return. George Bush, the second George Bush, was reelected for presidency on his second Saturn return, which uh, it completely mystified me. I figured he'd be out of there. Because, you know, if you don't do the job well enough, according to Saturn standards, then usually you get kicked out. So it's interesting now that he has his coming up. And is there a possibility that he might ascend to the office of presidency? Well, anything's possible, but we could just hope not. Now, I should, shouldn't say that. I should be a really nice person and compliment him and say he's a very nice person. But there's something very, very rock, rocky about him. Hmm. You ever notice that about him? He's just almost one expression. His hair looks like it's a, a piece of some plastic on his head. You know, he just seems as though there's not much of a persona there. So, um, and he does have Venus and Mars and Leo. So he likes his attention that he gets. So it's probably one of the reasons he ran for office is the attention he would get. I know that sounds rather pity, but, you know, we've got to talk about, you know, the astrology chart shows the needs that the person has. You know, so if you have Venus and Mars, Mars is passion, what you go after. And Mars is in Leo. And by the way, so is Mr. Trump's Mars is in Leo as well. So they would probably hit it off in the arena of having attention out in the public. But, you know, I think somehow for him, it's going to be whether or not he ascends to that business in, in the White House. A lot of people are saying they don't want him. It'd be worse to have him in the office. And when I look at his astrology chart, I don't see much of anything. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's, it's not something that anything just jumps right out at me, saying this is a positive, this is a negative, this is definitely something that he's going to have to work with or he's going to be known for a specific thing. It's really not going to be. So, um, again, we don't have his time of birth. It would be nice if we had it, but we just look at the relationships of the planets to the planets to see what the interior person is really like. And so, given that, I mean, it sort of looks like we gave him Virgo rising, which is perfect, you know, because he's very polished the way he looks and puts his stuff well together. So, but, you know, he does have a Saturn moon opposition. That means he's, he can be depressed. Sometimes he will go behind the scenes and, you know, pull away and, and be by himself, and that'll be good for him. And, uh, and his lifetime, this lifetime, is to learn about cooperation between him and other people. I mean, yeah. it's a really sort of a simple analysis, but there really isn't um, an outstanding thing in his chart that shows him to have a gift of some kind. So, I mean, and I hate to say that, but it kind of kind of what I saw. So what do you think? I think cooperation with people is something we can all work on. <laughs> yes, isn't that true? <laughs> You know, and, of course, he's in a position now where he is going to not have to just learn it. He's going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that could be very, very instrumental. But, you know, the thing it is, is that I was thinking about Obama and, and Biden. Biden was really visible as a vice president. He was very active, very powerful. And he had a very strong sort of life force behind him that made him move towards certain things that he was really passionate about. Pence, you don't get that feeling with him. There's not, nothing really driving him. 
So anyway, I mean, even his mind is sun and moon in Gemini. You would think he'd be able to yak it up a lot, but he doesn't. So I don't know what the deal is. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So anyway, that's it on Mr. Pence. That was sort of a non, non-event, non wasn't it? But that's okay, because what we have to do is that if he ever does get into office, we're going to have to see exactly what's going to stand out for him. What kind of persona is he going to portray in that office? Because that's, that's what we're going to have for so many years, you know? Well, we'll see what the year brings. Yeah. I think with all this stuff that's going on right now, my gosh. I mean, we've got so many planets that are retrograde. We have Venus and we have Mars and we have Mercury retrograde. Mercury just turned retrograde a couple of days ago. Mars has been retrograde for the last month. And I'm telling you, it's it's been fascinating. You just have to watch the news to kind of get a sense of what's going on. You can, you know, it's as above, so below. As above, the planets are up there doing their thing below. The humans are down there on the earth behaving exactly what the planets are doing. So anyway, it's kind of interesting to me. So anyway, okay, we're going to take another break right now. And after that, I'm going to be talking to Ms. Wanda after we have a little commercial. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a commercial for Ms. Lorelai Shamayo. This is a metaphysical empowerment and wellness event. And by the way, today is the show, July 28th. This is the Metaphysical Empowerment and Wellness Expo. It is happening in Redmond. And it's the only metaphysical and wellness event in the East Side anywhere. 25 intuitive readers, intuitive readers, healers, vendors from all walks of metaphysical life. And there's actually four frees and involve free admission, free parking, free snacks, and free samples. Today is the day that it happens. It starts actually here in about 45 minutes. 45 minutes, there will be the intuitive panel from 12 until 1. That's where the, the, the panel, will each one will speak about what it is that they do. And then you can choose whatever panelist or reader you would like. And so anyway, it is today from 12 to 8. Like I said, the address is 2027 152nd Avenue Northeast, Suite 100, two blocks south of 520 and 148th. And you can get a hold of them, you know, in case you need something from them at www.metaphysicalempowermentevents.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. We're here on KKNW. And we're going to bring on our guest, who is sort of semi-unofficially been on already, but now she's officially on. Hi, Wanda. Oh, hi, Eileen. (laughs) And so Wanda has, and I think we were talking about this just before we came in to do the show today, that there are many more pet psychics now out there. Because, and I think, I think it's the evolution of, of the pets as far as being just pets to members of our family that we care about and that we care about their living, we care about their dying, we care about their family. They're like kids to us, you know, and I, you know, I've always told you that, you know, recently I had that experience with the two Boston Terriers I lived with. They were so 
so intensively and I was so intensively involved with their life as well as they in my life that um, I didn't even care who I lived with. I just want to be with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> but who knew that would happen, right? You know, I just thought, well, they're just dogs, right? No, they're not just dogs. They're people. They're actually people in small packages. <laughs> well, it is true that certainly animals are fulfilling some of our needs that we used to have met in other ways. Yes. Like many people, um, their animals are their children. Exactly. And that is a new phenomena, and it may be quite localized uh, to the more affluent countries, yes. whereas the relationship in many parts of the world, and actually for us with mm-hmm. our animals, um, Herzog wrote a book called um, Some We Love, Some We Hate, Some We Eat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you think about that, it's true. We have a lot of prejudices against animals, often based on how they look. Right. And we also, most of us have meat on our table, and that's why is this animal eaten and not that one? So our relationship with animals is complex and Mm -hmm. not easily explained. Right. But what's happening now is that just like people are looking for a complementary modalities for themselves, for their healing, they're also looking for complementary modalities for their animals. Exactly. And so... I thought it'd be fun and perhaps enlightening to talk some about energy healing mm-hmm. and about how much we use energy healing in Western medicine. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. And definitely using them on our pets because, again, they're extensions of us. You know, um, they're not just little things that run around. We feed them, we hug them every now and then. It's not that way anymore. It, it's really changed. And the industry has changed, too. I mean, they have Animal Planet on now. I really, I watch that show religiously. I watch that station a lot, especially specific programs, especially about animals being rescued and being adopted out to forever homes. I think those are so important to watch. And it really is emotional for me to watch that, to watch pets get adopted. You know, I just, I just break up right now just thinking about it, you know. And so... Um, I feel very passionate about animals. I've always had animals, and I've had them until recently. And um, they, and I had cats through my whole life, except for one time we had a Samoyed, which was a beautiful dog. And and then you know I grew up, and then I then I had those two dogs last year, which were they made such a difference in my life. I was so I got so in touch with how wonderful dogs are. You know, through those guys, you know, and I truly want a dog right now. I'm really itching for one. But the whole thing is that I just see them as, you know, being, I've heard it said it's like being an extra heartbeat. Well, and it's interesting what we put onto animals. And for myself, as someone who talks to animals and works with them, um, when they're ill, as well as when they're at a joyous point in their life, it's I see them perhaps somewhat differently because I know them not as children, but as fully realized beings who yeah. are at the top of their uh, evolutionary, uh, just as we are at the mm-hmm. top of that. And so I have a great respect for animals, for their knowledge, for mm-hmm. their 
ability to tap into the universe, for their telepathy skills, for their ability to uh, anticipate us and to become part of our lives. So I think that sometimes what happens is we think that because uh, they're in a small package that they're babies or that they don't know as much, but just like people, animals vary, and and some are brilliant, and and all animals are closely um, in tune with their environment and what's going on in it. So I sort of hate to bring us back a little bit, but I wanted to ask you about what Western medicine energy healing uh, you have experienced. It's sort of a trick question. Uh-oh. Is there a right answer to this? There is. Uh-uh. This is the question that I ask when I'm speaking to medical personnel. Who they uh, some um, medical personnel are very much into complementary energy healing, mm-hmm. and some say that that doesn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, what is a pacemaker? Right. Right. Um, right. It's electrical. It runs on a battery. It runs on a battery. And right. makes your and it allows your heart to beat regularly because the heart is electrical. The right. heart is energetic. Yes, it is. Oh, you're right. And yeah. you've probably had ultrasound at some point. Yes, I have had one. That's yeah. that's energy. Yeah. They and they know the hertz it is. They know how deeply it's going in. Mm-hmm. There are many examples like that. Um, an EKG, mm-hmm. electrocardiogram, right. is a way of assessing how your heart is beating. Yep, I've had one of those too. Yep. There's nuclear medicine where yep. you swallow something. Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that energy medicine really isn't um, something that is only woo-woo because um, most of you have probably had a, a TENS unit. Oh, um, uh, yeah. 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 Those and, are amazing. Um, and then radiation therapy. Yeah. So when we think of all of those things, and actually now many of our pets have had that too. Mm-hmm. They might have had a, um, we can now in the veterinary office do an EKG for an animal. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've actually done scientific studies where they know that uh, two hertz boost nerve regeneration, mm-hmm. seven hertz uh, positively affects bone growth. Okay. They right. actually will put electrodes in in your into your arm mm-hmm. to encourage a bone growth or right. after a break when they're trying to help right. it heal. So it's energetic, right. You're right. I get it. Yeah. yeah that's cool. But okay. Nobody thinks of that. No, they don't. Really and, and if it applies to us, why wouldn't it apply to the pets? Yes, and even more so, it doesn't take a machine. No. Because we do have, they've measured the hertz that come from healers' hands, mm-hmm. and they will find the same variety of, of healing hertz mm-hmm. that they do with the machine. Right. So once the veterinarian and I were talking, she was doing laser, and I was doing hands-on energy work, mm-hmm. and I said, we don't know how far it penetrates into it, into the animal's body. And she said, Oh, yes, we do, because I set it for the depth and the frequency. And I said, I meant my hands. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, yes, you're right, because the hands respond to the body, Mm -hmm. whereas the machine is set, it has to be set to a specific uh, frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's my belief that there were hands-on healers 
and uh, energy medicine is sometimes called vibrational healing. Right. Uh, From time immemorial, any group, um, any band of people would have someone in that band who was a healer, who helped with births, who helped with wounds. And so hands-on healing is not new. Mm -mm. It is something actually that we're bringing back. Right. It is. It is. It is ancient. Mm-hmm. It is way before actual medicine, medicine, allopathic medicine, and medicine is energy. I get it. Okay, I see what I was trying to figure. Okay, where is she going with this? <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. Energetic, yes. And you're bringing energy into it, whether it is by a device or by hands, natural ability to do it, or um, anything that um, that applies to the body. And it, it creates, what it creates in the body is interesting. It creates probably some sort of, um, some sort of change. Yes. Yeah, it changes the energy. Yes. Yeah. So okay. the concept is actually about entrainment, mm-hmm. that this healthy, uh, even energy from the universe, it flows to the animal or the person. Right. And that healthy energy if there is an open wound, the the energy will of that body mm-hmm. will entrain with the healthy energy. It's like the body remembers what to do. Right. Yeah. So it jump starts the healing process. Okay, this is good. This is good because I remember um, we have to take a break here in just a minute here. Oh, before I do, let me give out the phone numbers again, please. Now, listen, you guys got to call because this is a woman who has amazing information, folks. It's incredible. And so, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And I don't want this to be a lecture. Oh, no. Let's have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation. And we want to have a conversation with you guys. So call us at 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888 298 Five five six nine. Okay, I was going to mention that I did a healing one time when I was online. And that, that's another way energy gets transmitted is online. Oh boy, it really does. It, there's a real huge conduit there because I was in a chat room and somebody came in and somebody had fallen off of a, a, a ladder and they'd hurt their back. And I immediately said, okay. And I just kind of went, I saw it and I was doing stuff with my hands and, and everybody said they couldn't touch their keyboards. Isn't that bizarre? Their he keyboards got hot. And I kept getting instant messages saying that. I said, I don't know. I'm just doing this, okay? And evidently that helped her and her, her body and her back felt much better after that. And my co-host at times says, oh, I just love watching a Pisces heel. But it was kind of funny. But it was something that I just naturally did. It's natural, you know, because I had no idea. This was not planned. This was not planned for this woman to come into that chat room and do that. And and yet I just felt completely um, zeroed in on her. And I said, let's do this. Okay. So anyway, just fantastic stuff. We're going to talk more about this after the next break. And by the way, we're going to do a promo on you next. Ha, ha, ha. Woohoo! Oh, ho. Okay. So anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for our wonderful guest, Ms. Wanda Buckner. Do you wonder what your animal companion thinks and feels? 
Wanda Buckner, pet psychic and healer, can help with that. Through her, your pet can communicate to you why I feel that way, what I want and what I'm not getting, how I feel about another animal or person moving in, and how I feel about aging and death. Every communication Wanda does includes practical suggestions and healing for the situation. So for more healing, contact Wanda through her website, HealingEnergyServices.com, or by phone at 360-491-3187. That's HealingEnergyServices.com, all one word, or by phone at 360-491-3187. And now we have a read for Mr. Terry Dean, who is a pathfinder that has been led by his intense life experiences and empathic abilities to the peaceful life he now lives. A leader in the local metaphysical community for the past eight years, Terry now reads some some of the most well-known psychic events in the South Sound area. He's a regular reader on the Saturday Night Psychic Showcase panel in Lakewood, who also, but he also designs dowsing rods and pendulums. And with a quick and sweet, gentle sense of humor, he can help you find your answers you are seeking. So for a private reading, call him at 253-722-4436 or email him at grptld7 at gmail.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Dr. Bernie Siegel of Love, Medicine, and Miracles fame, who is as much a philosopher as he is a physician. On Saturday, Cass Huff brings great stories of her life as a medium, healer, exorcist. Who knew? And she will be taking your calls in the second half of the show. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we have our guest on, Miss Wanda Buckner. And we're waiting for phone calls because we really want to talk to you. We want to hear about your pets, people. You know, I, I would love it if a, somebody with a Boston Terrier called in. I'm sorry, I'm obsessed. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, please call in and talk to Wanda and um, I will be here just backing her up because it's her hour. So her two hours, I should say. So anyway, let me just say the numbers one more time. 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington at 1-888-298-5569. Okay, so we were talking about energy healing over long spaces of grass <laughs> I don't know where grass came from but you know like healing somebody from a distance yes and it's an interesting proposition so I th- think to understand it better is um, uh, just talk about the basic understanding when I was in uh, high school we were taught that mass generates energy but now we know that it, it, the reverse is how it actually is true, that at our very basic, basic, tiniest particles, we are energetic, and energy clubs together to create mass. So each of our organs has its own energetic uh, signature, and 
all of our organs and muscles and tendons and bones all go together to make our personal energy signature. And when there is a, uh, a dysfunction or um, an injury in an area, it affects the energy field that is around the body called the aura, as well as uh, the aura can also influence the body. And so where you're talking about energy going out um, across space and time, you're talking about the vibrations from, from one person or one group that wanted to help this person with their back issues going out and helping relieve that. People have been doing this with prayer for thousands mm-hmm. of years. That's true. So it's not all that different. Mm-mm. So I notice that we do have a caller. Did you, shall we take that now or shall no, we? No, I don't see a caller a on the line. So no, I see there. a green cheek conure that's very skittish. Oh, I see. That is from our call screener. He wrote something here. The dre- Okay, my year old Greek cheek conure. What is a conure? Is that a, a bird? That would be a bird. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. Is very skittish. What do you feel he needs from me in order to facilitate a better relationship with him? All right. Nervous so, and skittish, Conure. Yes. Yeah. So let's get a little more information. Would you describe this sweet bird for us and um, tell us how many other animals and people are in your home? Okay. He will write that in there. So we'll just wait for that. Oh. Well, tell us right. a little bit about what a conure is. I don't even know what kind of bird that is. <laughs> I mean, complete. What is it native to what country or well, part well, of the world? Well, this sweet bird probably for generations has not seen its own country. Oh. Th- these are, uh, you know, we no longer go and steal eggs from that nest. So this is a small species. It's a very colorful bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bird's name is Sydney, possibly because Sydney. the species is native to Australia. Okay, that's it. Yeah. All right, now we know. Uh, yes. And so how many uh, animals? And um, I know this caller, so I know there are five other animals in the home. Yeah. Two, two other birds. There's a second green cheek, a Myers parrot, a dog, and a cat. Wow. And are there any other people living in the home, I'm wondering? I think she's got he's got his boyfriend living there with him. And so, um, yes, yes. Uh, himself a and a partner in the home. Okay. So here we have this sweet bird who's skittish. She's only a year old. Mm-hmm. And this looks like a very busy household. Yeah, I would think it does. Yeah, I was looking at this. Man, that's inhabited. Yes. <laughs> and so part of how the bird adjusts Dear Sydney, and I'm just going to check in with Sydney while we're talking here. Yes, he was returned twice before he was purchased, before oh. they purchased him. So he's obviously a nervous bird, I think, before. Well, he's had some difficult experiences, and we don't know what those are. And generally, when I work with animals, I like to work with them from the point where they are now. Mm-hmm. Many people want to rush to abuse. Oh, goodness, this you know, poor animal must have been abused. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily true. No. If we think of ourselves, if uh, when we were very young, uh, we had uh, four different, five different habitats, and the expectations in each one were different, the size of our our room was different. The t- 
toys that we had were different, how we were treated by the humans was different, it would make it hard to adjust. Mm -hmm. So it may be that people had a really good reason uh, for the for Sydney to come back to uh, the pet store where mm-hmm. he was probably um, purchased from. It could be as simple as they realized that they really did not know how to provide for a bird. When mm-hmm. you take any animal into your home, you really need to be aware of what their needs are because they are totally dependent on your care. Mm-hmm. And failure to feed the right food or to provide the right stimulation can really cause problems for them. Mm-hmm. So we take Sydney where he is right now, and you can understand that he doesn't know the other birds. Uh, he may have never lived with a cat. Uh, he may see the cat as a threat or the dog as a threat. Uh, the other birds may not be friendly to him. Mm-hmm. And the people may... Um, uh, um, poke their fingers in in his uh, habitat, you know, between the bars. and cage, yeah. Yeah, and and so he probably backs away from that. Mm -hmm. So one thing that you can do, and anyone can do this, you don't need to be a specially trained animal communicator or something like that, or a specially trained healer. It's just becoming aware of the other's needs. Mm -hmm. And so sitting quietly near Sydney's space, but not uh, staring at him, (laughs) not um, wiggling your fingers at him and trying to engage him, but just allowing your calm presence to be next to him would help him be more calm. Mm -hmm. Because you can see how if you reach in and say, oh, he's really friendly, look, and you reach in and and go like you're going to grab him, that would make anyone skittish. Yeah. Instead, it's more like when you're sitting beside him, there's an offer of making a friend without being aggressive or assertive about it. Mm-hmm. And so at some point later on, resting your arm with your hand, your finger out uh, in his cage, or near where you have him on a perch, allows him to make the choice to step on or not. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you want to tell him you are safe, you are loved, this is your home, and you want to tell all of the other animals there is plenty of love, there is plenty of food, there is plenty of space, we're all going to live in harmony and that you would appreciate their cooperation. So whenever we take a new animal into our home, we want to give them plenty of time to adjust. Mm -hmm. Now, working with a professional animal communicator like myself, what I would do is I would ask Sydney some questions. Does he like where he lives? Is there anything that bothers him? Is there anything more that he would want to have? And I always would start out by telling him how beautiful he is and what a lovely being and how lucky the rest of the animals and people are to have him in their home. And then I would look for things that he might tell me that would 
uh, Sydney would make him more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I would also check his chakras uh, because birds have the same chakras that humans do. Mm-hmm. And his hara, which is conceived as the that energy column that goes from the center of the earth to the heavens. And the chakras come off of that to see if it's aligned. Because it's possible that the main source of his energy is not aligned and the energy that he would normally have to adjust to this situation is spewing off in different directions due to uh, anxiety, fear, Mm -hmm. uh, lack of feeling uh, confident. Which would totally throw him off base. Exactly. Completely. I could just see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in addition to the communication, I would do a healing around those things. And then most uh, healings when working with animals are a multi-part intervention because you have to work with the environment, with how the person and the others in that environment interact with the bird, and, uh, of course, with your veterinarian and medical professional, as well as the benefits that communication can bring up. Right. That's really good stuff. You know, we don't ever think about that. We just think, well, they're going to acclimate. They'll be fine. And we'll just leave them there, and they still are skittish after a month or something like that. And you're figuring, what the heck's wrong with the bird? You know, and we've never really given them a chance to to make their space, you know, to, to give them their space and, and have it be a part of the space of the whole house, that his space is important to everybody else. And we have to understand that animals have many interactions with others that we do not perceive. Right. They're very subtle with body language and eye contact. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Thank you. And he thanks you, too. That's fabulous. Okay, we've got to take another break here. And we're going to be back more with Ms. Wanda Buckner. And we will have your calls if you would just do that. Anyway, so this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show. And this Saturday, July 28th, our special guest for both hours will be the fabulous pet psychic Wanda Buckner dropping in for her normal monthly visit. We will also be opening the phone lines. Wanda will be doing readings for you and your pet. So don't forget the Jupiter Rising Show right here on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on KKNW Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, this is from Samantha Blodell. She is a Reiki and Aura practitioner. And the benefits of having an Aura healing session with Samantha, you will leave with a deep sense of calm and peace, emotional release, and healing. Managing stress is definitely easier. So if you want all these good things, they're fantastic. So you call Samantha Blodell. She's an Aura and Reiki master in Mount Vernon. She has Reiki 1, 2, 3 classes that are starting too right now. So give her a call regarding those. Her website is soulsupper.com and her address is 300 South 1st Street, 206, Mount Vernon, Washington, 98273. And you can get a hold of her at 206-403-0283. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. 
And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. It's our final segment this hour with Ms. Wanda Buckner. We have been talking about things that, frankly, have never even occurred to me when it comes to pets. And, you know, we, I think we take all of those actions when we're perhaps bringing in a new tenant into the house or a new people into the house, but we never do that with pets. We just assume they're going to adapt instantly. I remember when... We brought my cat, the peen. Remember the peen, the one that's now a tuna? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. It was so cool, that story you wrote about her. Anyway, um, when we brought her into the house, uh, when I had moved in with a, with a boyfriend, and he was still with, she was still with my ex-husband. And um, when we brought her in, she immediately tore into the, the room where the the dish or the uh, washer or dryer, she sat behind the washer and dryer for two days. And I said, what the heck is she doing? I mean, she knows I'm here. But I thought, you know what? We just leave her alone. She was trying to acclimate. And she was trying to get a sense of the personal space. And then after a while, she wandered out very slowly. And she came and found me in my bedroom, jumped on the bed and drooled all over me. (laughs) (laughs) So then she was home. Yes, indeed. And we have to remember that animals are um, often both prey and predator. Yes. Cats are very territorial. Yeah. So the first thing she had to figure out was whether it was safe to come out. Yes. Because just because you said it was doesn't mean it was. Right. It's not uncommon for uh, cats to fight. Yeah. And... uh, because they defend their territory. And when she came into your house, she didn't know if there was another cat there. And she had lived in a house with three other cats. So this is the first time she moved into a house, just her singular cat. So, yes, yeah, that would have been a huge change for her. And she also did not know the, the man that was there. That's right. And so that also she doesn't know what she can trust. She doesn't know what the safe places are, where she can hide. And so it's, uh, it, it really is important. I talk to a lot of animals who have been brought into a new household and either they won't come out or they're fighting with an animal who's already mm-hmm. there. Right. Um, and so it really helps to look at situations from the animal's point of view. Right. Yeah. And I notice we have a caller on the line. Yes, we certainly do. And Diane, hi, you're on the air. Hi, there. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. You've got a baby raccoon? Oh, yes. I desperately (laughs) need your help. Okay. Okay, here we go. So the thing is, I kind of live on the water. And the other day, this mommy raccoon came with her uh, three little babies. (laughs) And they must be maybe two or three months old. Okay. But... Two of them were playing just wonderfully, but the other little, the third one, his hind legs are not working at all. He drags them. Oh. So he needs your help desperately. Oh. I don't know what to do for him. Oh, so one of them has a leg leg dragging, both legs in the back? Both legs. Okay. He seems to be very, very healthy, though. They're all very healthy. Okay. But you understand that uh, an animal that cannot use its back legs uh, will be lunch. Yeah. Will be what? Lunch. lunch. Oh, boy. You know, because he cannot defend himself against... Yes, I know that. But I was hoping that you would be able to send some heating. 
So what it looks like to me might have happened is that um, he was uh, attacked and his uh, there was a spinal injury and his back legs are are permanently damaged and there is a a small chance that a veterinarian might be able to um, help restructure them. But uh, so the best help that you could give him uh, would be a, a live trap and try to trap him and take him to one of the wildlife uh, services where they will rehabilitate him and give him a, ch- a chance at uh, a life where he can actually fend for himself in the wild. And if not, then sometimes animals that have been permanently injured, uh, such as this raccoon appears to be, that they would be able to um, perhaps use the deer raccoon as an illustrative animal for education purposes. Mm-hmm. So I would look up in, um, over the internet some wildlife rescue areas um, that you could take him to or that they could advise you on how to trap him because um, he will not survive as he is now. And so I'm assuming that you are offering food. Is that true? Yeah. Good. And so it, it should not be that difficult to lure them into a live trap and you re- release the healthy ones if they come in too. And you keep him. And I, I really appreciate your heart where you are looking for what is best for this dear wild animal and not just allowing uh, nature to take his course, its course. So that's what often happens. And that's part of life that we need to live with. But I, I have great hopes that you will be able to um, catch him and transport him to a place where he can receive either the medical help he, he deserves or live out his full life. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you very much for helping me. You're welcome. Wow. I wish you luck with him. Absolutely. He sounds like a sweetheart. Thank and, you very much. Yeah, you and bet. And it, it just looks to me like the injury is... Is um, I mean, sometimes I will see an animal limping and I can do healing for them and and they will survive. But in this situation, it looks it looks like the injury is more severe. So thank you for calling, Diane. Thank you, okay. Diane. Thank you for your help. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that's, that's a serious one, wasn't it? That's sad. That's really sad. Okay. All right, we do have another phone call here. If we can take him really fast, we can do that. Hi, this is Eli. Hi, Eli. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, Eli. What can we help you with? What can you tell me about Reba? And and what uh, species is Reba? Dog. And how old is she? Eleven. Eleven. And how long has she lived with you? Uh, oh, eleven. 11 years. Okay. Oh, well, how wonderful. What breed of dog? Uh, um, or is it a hind? Just a no, hind? No, no. Um, uh, Dalmatian. Dalmatian. Oh, cool. Well, what a sweetheart. Oh, so I love Dalmatians. if you need to take a break, I will get in touch with Reba and uh, talk after the break. Yeah. We have about three minutes here. So Oh, you, well, three minutes yeah. is a long time. Yeah, three minutes is good. 
Okay. So and that's... so, uh, have you taken Reba to a veterinarian? Yes. Oh, yes. And what did the vet say? Um, actually, no diagnosis. Okay. So, what's wrong with her? Lethargic. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. Right. And is she eating? No. Okay. No. Okay. So, the the vet must have said more than no diagnosis. They probably said that, um, so they don't know what's wrong with her. Did they suggest an appetite stimulant or a change in diet? or? Um, not really, no. Did you do an x-ray to look for a blockage? or? Many tests, yes. Mm. And so, all, so the test showed that her intestines are clear and... And they can't find a reason for her to not be eating. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And is she the only animal in the home? Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm just checking in with her. And and did the vet look at her teeth? Oh, yeah. Yes. And her teeth are good? Uh Uh-huh. Because that's often a reason that dogs Mm -hmm. don't eat. And was, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, they're good. Good. Okay. And was there a, a like did she just suddenly one day she's eating and the next day she's not? Uh no, it kinda came on. Uh-huh. And have you uh done anything to try tempting her with other foods? Uh on and off, yeah. And how has that worked? We're about the same. Yeah. Well, so as I'm looking at her, I can see that her her stomach is upset. Have you and you haven't added any additives or pills or have you? No. Okay. So at this point, it is much more important that she eat than anything else. And so, um, fresh hamburger uh, or cooked hamburger, but don't add salt. Um, you need to tempt her to eat. I'm working on her as we speak, um, trying, soothing her stomach. And um, I'm sure you're aware that she needs to eat because not eating is end of life. Yeah. And so I'm just working with her, her stomach right now. And what is she doing right this instant? Sleeping. Good. All right, and then as I'm doing this, is she drinking an adequate amount of water? Okay, I'm going to interrupt you really quick here. Sure. Uh, we are going to have to put you on hold, Eli, because we have to take a break for the top of the hour. So if you can hang on, um, okay. she will be right, Wanda will be right back with you after the top of the hour to talk about the rest of the stuff. Right, okay? and if you can't okay. hold, it's okay, and I'll just talk about her um, after the break. Okay, sounds good. Okay, I've got to get going here. Uh, This is the Jupiter Rising. We've got more stuff with Miss Wanda Buckner at next hour. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
And welcome back to the second hour of the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And our guest today is Ms. Wanda Buckner. We've been right in the middle of just having a call just before we went off the air. She's going to tell you a little bit about what she got, the information from that just a second here. And so, yeah, we're going to do all that. We've got more commercials, of course, to do. And we're going to talk to her for the rest of the hour. And we're going to take your calls. We've had two calls already. This is amazing. So we're going to take more calls. We would really love it if you would call in. So our number is 425-373-5527. And Western Washington toll-free is 888-298-5569. So anyway, give us a call. If you have a question about your pet or something's going wrong or something, or have got some behavior you're trying to figure out, geez, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you could do. So anyway, call in with your calls for Ms. Wanda Buckner. She's, by the way, she is our, our monthly guest at the last weekend of the month. So she will be here every month from here on. And we just love to have her. She's so informative. So thank you very much, Ms. Wanda. Oh, you're welcome. I wanted to go back and talk um, a little more about Eli's beautiful Reba, uh, the Dalmatian who's 11 years old okay. and struggling with uh, not eating. It's very frustrating when we take our animals to a veterinarian and they do a, a bunch of tests and they do not uh, find some cause that can be treated. It's also true that sometimes... The tests are so expensive, mm-hmm. and then at 11 years old, uh, probably if it had to be a very invasive procedure, like if there were bone cancer or where there might not be even a treatment available after you had done all of these expensive tests, sometimes uh, we forgo the test. But mm-hmm. it's very hard when... A dog that has been with us 11 years, been part of our family that we have loved, and and they stop eating, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. So talking with Reba, um, it, it, her stomach is upset. It's like she'll eat a little bit, and then it just doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. There's um, a possibility there might be an ulcer. There's a possibility that there is a much greater disease process Mm-hmm. going on and I'm assuming that the vet told you whether or not she was dehydrated um, and, and so sometimes despite how much we would like to help our animals and and the people in our lives that we love it is beyond what we can do mm-hmm. now what I have done is done some healing on the stomach I don't know that it will be enough a regular session, I uh, would do a pre-assessment and uh, then do a full healing. A session takes about an hour and then a Mm post-assessment and there would be more opportunity for the body to self-heal and to make some changes. But, uh, you know, during the time I I have done uh, some healing with her and I highly suggest that you get a variety of different foods. You can get samples at some of the pet stores and that you would uh, use human food and that you would um, tempt her to eat. And small meals often 
offering them so that she only has a little bit in her stomach at a time. And I have great hopes that you will be able to turn the tide. Right. Yes, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. I'm glad we could get that done now. And we got to take another really quick break. And when we get back, we'll have more with Wanda Buckner. This is Eileen Grimes with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's 1150kknw.com. And this is a live commercial for Mr. Casey Crosby. Casey is a practitioner of Celtic shamanic style healing and divination. Casey has helped people from all walks of life. During his 35 years as an ordained minister, medium, and life coach, he has also utilized aura interpretations. Casey specializes dealing with issues you may be facing. He writes and teaches by sharing stories and adds his sense of humor and wisdom to your reading. He has much to share with you. And he can be reached at S-K-E-K-A-S-E-Y, Crosby, at gmail.com, or text or call 253-345-9589. And if you mention the Jupiter Rising Show, you'll receive a $5 discount on your consultation. Again, the phone number is 253-345-9589. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support Thinking for Yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm here with Ms. Wanda Buckner. And those were really good information that you gave her, him. Well, thank you. And You're welcome. We had a caller uh, come in also and mention that pet stores sell a gravy additive that helps mm-hmm. entice dogs as well. Okay. And so that's another thing to add to um, your bag of tricks to help this wonderful dog begin to eat again. Yes. Yeah. Dalmatians are so cool. They really are neat. And, um, I, you know, I really couldn't say because I'm listening to your wisdom, but to hear a dog just basically not suddenly but gradually wean off wean off of their food and and kind of going downhill, it doesn't sound good to me, you know, and that kind of disturbs me a little bit. It's difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, it's but, huge. But we need to know we all die of something. Yeah. And and we don't always know why. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it's more difficult when we feel so helpless that we cannot help in any way. Mm-hmm. And so I have great hopes that this will help. And of course, um, Eli, you're welcome uh, to call and schedule a full appointment. Uh, my number is 360-491-3187. And, you know, I tell people... You have nothing to lose. It's only a few dollars. You've tried the other. This is uh, one more shot that could 
possibly make a big difference. That's right. Yes. And let me just say again, folks, you can call her today. It's free. <laughs> and it costs you nothing to call here unless you happen to be calling long distance. Anyway, call us and you can get her information and her advice about your pet. The number is 425 373 5527 or toll free in Western Washington in 888 298 5569. Okay, so I'd now, like to talk some about yes. um, not just physical healing, but people often contact me, um, like when their dog has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and sometimes we misinterpret. Uh, what our animals are actually feeling and doing. So there was a dear dog that a family contacted me about. Actually, it was a bachelor and his girlfriend and his wonderful dog, who he had had since he picked him up alongside of the road, um, was being destructive during the day when they were away from home. And he had a particular penchant for... Italian leather four-inch high heels, <laughs> which, which he loved chewing. My goodness. Yes, so I talked to this. Where would he have seen such a thing? Well, uh, the lady of the house happened to have oh, more than one parent. Sometimes they weren't shut behind a closet door. I would say he has a foot fetish, but that's stretching it a bit. Well, he said he loved those high heels because <laughs> the, the heels were crunchy and Indeed. the smooth parts uh, had a different feel in the mouth than the uh, like patent parts. Uh-huh. And he liked the smell. Uh-huh. And, um, and so when the bachelor was telling me about his dog and the chewing habits. And this dog, when he went to stay with extended family, also chewed on things. Uh-huh. But he said, it's the strangest thing. The one thing he doesn't do is chew up my tennis shoes. Well, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but that gave me the clue. So I asked the dog, uh, and so how do you feel when uh, your people are gone? And the dog said, I am so bored. There's nothing to do. He can't play with the shoes. Oh, yeah, but he could. This was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was clear to me that this was not a case of anxiety. The dog needed a job. The dog needed something to do. So I suggested uh, some Kongs for him to chew on, but also that uh, the bachelor... When he left in the morning, give the dog his tennis shoe, put it in the dog's bed, and say, now, take care of this and keep it safe mm-hmm. until I come home tonight. And and so that dear dog did exactly that, and he did not chew things again. He had a job. Oh, my and, gosh. And so the dog's job was he was to keep everything in the room safe until the person got home at night. The person would come in and check pick up his shoe, thank the dog for keeping everything safe, and give him a treat. Now, if anything was chewed, he'd say, sorry, buddy. No treat for you. Right. Right. And so, uh, and that worked also when he stayed with the extended family. Mm -hmm. They would just bring uh, the bachelor's tennis shoe to go along with Buddy, Mm -hmm. and they would give it to him when the family left and take it back when the family came home, uh-huh. and Buddy kept it safe, and it solved the problem. Wow. That's just, that's ingenious almost. Who would ever think of that? 
That's really funny, though. Yeah. High heel, heel, high heels, huh? Well, it looks like we have Matt on the line right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we can take a call. Well, do yes. we have enough time? We actually need to take a break right now. We're going to take a break. As soon as we get back, though, after I do my commercials, then we'll talk to Matt on the phone, okay? This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Whale Watching Panama, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 29th, it's a live special edition of Animal World. I'll be in the studio with the owners of the Academy of Canine Behavior in Bothell. We'll focus on the controversial Facebook video causing all the dog training upheaval this week. It's an absolute must-listen-to show. Please join us for the whole truth on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, this is for Grace Sequoia. She is a tarot cabalist and an intuitive reader. She owns a wild dryad. She's a tarot and intuitive reader on Mondays at 1 to 4 at Vision Quest Bookstore. She also does Kabbalah and esoteric tarot classes the third Sunday of each month at the same place. Vision Quest at 6915 Evergreen Way in Everett, Washington, 98203. Her phone number there is 425-252-1591. And her goal is to help others return to self-sovereignty through a variety of intuitive modalities, as well as mentoring, readings, and education. Contact Grace at www a wild dryad d-r-y-a-d dot com alternative talk 1150 on am 98.9 hd3 on hd 1150 kknw.com on the web and welcome back to the jupiter rising show right here on kknw and i do believe we have mr matt shea on line one mr matt shea how are you I'm doing fine, Eileen. You Great. and Wanda are really doing a bang-up job. It's another fun show. Well, thank you. We love her very much. So, okay, and your question is about a cat that is deceased? Well, we had a cat named Preston. My oldest brothers, Dan and Frank, were walking home from kindergarten. Uh-huh. They found a kitten. Well, they had seniority in the household because when I was 18, and a senior in high school, we still had that cat, but she was showing her years and her days were numbered. And my mom, being the good person she is, decided that we would just make the last stretch of her life enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so she went to a butcher and she would buy things like liver. This is a delicacy for anyone, but especially for a oh, cat. Oh, cat, it's ambrosia. And, <laughs> and even though our cat was approaching its final days, it looked to mealtime. It had a little bit of energy and spark to it. It was enjoying it like we're supposed to do at a hospice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just one to support that those final days be there now more than ever. And we're not thinking quite towards medicine because we're running out of steam here. We're thinking of pleasure and happiness. And mom did it. The cat was happy at mealtime, mm. carried it between meals. And when our pet finally moved on, what a life it had. What a finish it had. Fantastic. And it's really true what you say. For all of us, we need something pulling us forward. 
mm-hmm. something to look forward to every day in our life. And I absolutely agree that uh, it is quality of life and pleasure in life. And we get to a point where I know my uh, stepfather was in the hospital um, and he was at close to end of life and he had diabetes and his children would bring him a milkshake. And, you know, this is not the thing to do for a diabetic man. Oh, but what the heck? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it was, um, there's no point in living out your last days in deprivation. Right. And a day or two of life was not more, was not the point. It was quality in the present. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that, Mike grandmother from the east coast her final year she had a friend who instead of attending church on sunday spent her sunday time at the hospital and she would sneak in a bloody mary and they would celebrate the good old days and maybe this escalated her passing but it was going to happen in the near future but that's how she did her sunday worship she would see maggie in bed they would have a good sip, drink, talk it up, laugh. And my gosh, were they ever on a happy note in the final days. That's right. wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for calling thank in, Thank you, Matt. Matt. That's wonderful. And by the way, might I announce yes. that Mr. Matt Shea is going to be our guest next week. We are looking forward to having you back on, sir. We're going to have a good time with you. So anyway, thank I, you. Your show is so much fun, and I know of two that will be having 11.50 a.m. tuned in, whether or not I'm on. Oh, fantastic. We love to hear that, for sure. Okay, thank you, Matt, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. That's great. Yeah, I love it. He calls in a lot. Super. We really appreciate that. Really awesome. Well, I wanted to follow up some about the concept of distance healing. Okay. We need to realize that most animals that... Uh, I work with do not want to be touched. Mm -hmm. So if an animal is in great pain uh, or a human, touch doesn't always feel good. No. And even when, uh, for instance, people could bring their cats to me, but realistically, if they bring a cat to my office, I spend a great deal of time uh, calming the cat down before I can actually do some work. (laughs) Right. Or if I go to their house, Oftentimes, cats will hide. Mm -hmm. And so I end up doing distance work, even though I am present and I cannot see the cat. And I want you to know that there's no difference between being in person with an animal and being at a far, far distance. So um, my book, Choosing Energy Therapy, was translated into French and is available there. And so I heard from this uh, lovely person in France whose horse had a, a... a surgical wound that was not healing. And so by combining excellent veterinary care, her love and her care for the horse and energy healing, that wound finally healed. So people sometimes ask me, well, why would you think that that energy healing would go around the world? And I'm like, well, if I well, can talk to dead people, why wouldn't I think that I should? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. I mean, you know, Speaking is energy, and energy, it moves. 
It doesn't stay static. It moves. Well, and when you look at astrology and the influence of the stars, look oh, how yeah. far away they are from us. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, they're really far. I mean, how would they know what's going on with me? Well, they seem to know, you know, and yeah, as above, so below. And, but the, the idea of energetic anything, whether it's medicine or something, or I mean, like the, the dating sites that are out there right now, why don't they include the idea of energy? Well, actually, I I would say that they do, but I I don't want to get us distracted here from our main topic today, which is um, about animals and and the healing that can be done at a distance. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of distance work. I was working with a veterinarian in a state on the East Coast, and she um, contacted me because... Her cat, the back leg, had uh, a cancer mm-hmm. on it, and it had not metastasized, so it was still limited to the back leg, but mm-hmm. it would. And the only solution would be to amputate that leg. Mm. And so she asked me to talk to her cat about it, and I did that, and and the cat was not excited about having one leg taken off. I wouldn't be either. Right. And so, but I talked about how sometimes animals in the wild who were caught in a trap Mm -hmm. would chew their leg off Mm -hmm. to get out. And I told her this was the only way to save her life and extend it. And we talked further because her human was a veterinarian Mm -hmm. that she could be a model for other people who had to face the difficult decision of amputating a leg. Mm -hmm. Like if the cat had been run over by a car and that back leg mangled, of course it would have been amputated. Mm -hmm. And so this wasn't uh, an unheard of thing. And the cat and I agreed that it would be wonderful if her human would take pictures before and after and show her recovery from this. Mm -hmm. And I worked with both the cat and the human during this process. And so the cat liked the idea of being a model and helping Mm -hmm. other cats and their humans. And then when I work with an animal during the time they're in surgery, I work with them to keep their bodily functions all even. And for the veterinarian, for the, the to see the area clearly and have it enlarged so that they can clearly see what they're doing and how they're doing it, and to have that uh, operating room absolutely grounded and cleared of uh, any leftover fear energy Mm -hmm. or anxiety from other animals Mm -hmm. so that it's a beautiful healing environment. And then afterwards, I help uh, move the anesthetic Mm -hmm. Uh, way because uh, anesthesia is very hard on both people and animals Mm -hmm. so that they can recover from that and then energetically assist the wound to heal and to help the body self-heal and for the body and the the spirit and emotions of the animal or the person to see this surgery not as an invasion but as a healing to help the body do its job to keep the animal or the person alive. And then it was wonderful to see this cat. At first, of course, she couldn't walk. She'd fall over. Um, But then as she gained confidence, 
you could see her uh, walking and jumping just as she did beforehand. Mm. It was a beautiful experience. Wow. And that, that's just amazing that you can do that. Because um, if you hadn't done that, Kat, I don't know what would have happened. It would have, the trauma would have ended going on much longer, I'm sure. Well, I think it varies with individual people and animals. As one veterinarian said to me uh, when with a cat a leg amputation, he said the cat is, is cured, mm-hmm. but she's not healed. Okay. And there's a difference between curing and healing. Right. And so sometimes, like um, with the deer Dalmatian earlier, we cannot cure it. Mm-mm. But the healing is about healing into death, both mm-hmm. for the human and for the animal, so that as Matt described, it is not a time of uh, grief and pain and worry, but a time of supporting the animal and having the best life possible right. under the circumstances. And, and also, I think it would be the transformational experience with the cat. Now, how can you describe a cat having a transformational experience? Of course they would, you know, because before and after the amputation. It's how the cat adjusts to the amputation, and pretty soon it's sort of like they have the leg there, but it's not there type of thing. What do they call that? There's a oh, certain... the phantom. Yeah, leg. exactly, exactly. And sometimes um, phantom limbs can be, you know, uh, amputees will feel a fa- a pain from the phantom limb, mm-hmm. and that actually is something that um, I can work with to soothe those nerves and to help the body realize what has come up with mm-hmm. this. And it, it can be a much improved experience mm-hmm. for, for them, whether human yeah. or animal. Oh, it just helps the cat adjust to it and actually welcome the idea. And actually, I, you know, I think this is something we talked about before. We have to take a break here in a second. We talked about this before we went on the air. Well, not today, but it was another day about doing astrology readings for your pets. Uh huh. And we talk a little bit about that because I was thinking, you know, if that cat was a Leo, <laughs> the cat would have been really happy to show itself off and it's, it's, you know, it's amputated leg. Because it would get some press, you know, type of thing, you know, and that would be something that cat would have liked, you know, being a Leo type of thing. So, well, it's interesting to think of. I think all of us have a tipping point, something that will appeal to us specifically yeah. that will make a difference. But, of course, we wouldn't want to not do something um, mm-hmm. without consulting with the cat right. and finding out how they would feel about it and right. what would be their reason for going ahead with a right. healing procedure that was very could be very painful. That's, that's a good point there. Okay. All right, so we're going to take another break, and when we get back, we're going to talk more about you know, pet horoscopes or something like that because, you know, I've actually seen the value of this. I've done horoscopes on pets before, and it's really accurate, so it's pretty amazing. So anyway, we're going to be right back with, here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> The Spud Goodman Show, Sundays at 4, here on Alternative Talk 1150. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. 
Greetings. Welcome. And let me reassure you, if you just accidentally you know, landed on our show, it will cause no long-term genetic damage to you and your future family tree. Don't miss the Spud Goodman Show every Sunday at 4 o'clock here on Alternative Talk 1150. For music, comedy, and more. Hi, this is for Samantha Blodell again. She has some Reiki classes that are starting here. We actually announced last week that the class had already started, but she has classes starting almost all the time. And so she has Reiki classes, Reiki hand placements, self-healing techniques, and Yusui one attunements from 10. Well, that's usually from one of our classes. They're usually a six-hour class. And the next class, we don't know, but you can contact her and find out. They're usually around $300 a class. So make sure you call her at 206-403-0283 to register. And then there's a live read here from Tony White, almost forgot, Star Child Reports. Okay, when a birth of a child happens, the parents really don't know what to have a clue to what the child is like. So what is the potential of the inner child, the challenges of life? interrelationships with parents and grandparents. How do we know how the child formulates its own reality during a developmental years? If there was only a way to find out what their child was really like. But there is. Astrologer and artist Tony White has produced a unique and beautiful report for the child, the Star Child Report, which includes an illustrated birth chart design, a 20-page plus report of an inner child's inner makeup, an overview of astrology and how it benefits us, and even a sensitive personal letter from the spirit of the child to its parents. What a wonderful way to meet your child up close and personal. So to learn more about Tony's My Star Child Reports, visit his website at www.mystarchild.org, and there you will find out everything you need to fully understand about your child. www mystarchild.org because your child is worth it. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. Wow, can't believe this has gone by fast. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about, I was thinking about um, horoscopes for my, you know, you think, does horoscopes apply to pets? They do. And um, I remember Peanut was a Taurus, and I didn't know her chart information. It, the thing that I was thinking about on the way up here today is it may be difficult sometimes to pinpoint the exact time and date of birth for a pet because maybe they sort of know approximately when they were born, but maybe not, not necessarily the time. And the time, I don't know, if is necessarily that important. But to get the, the, um, the different layers of the character down, that a pet would have. You know, a Taurus pet is going to lie around most of the time and she's going to eat. That's it. You know. <laughs> well, I think we have to be a little careful about uh, generalizations because an Australian shepherd who's a Taurus is going to be very different <gasps> very from true. a Shih Tzu who's a Taurus. Yeah, that's very true, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have to shift it a little bit according to the breed as to how active they are. So, yeah, it's interesting because um, I, it, I've sort of given it some thought and um, actually did a reading one time for a friend for a person's um, pet. And, um, and they were wanting to know what was going on 
you know, with him, does this pet having a transit or something? And I said, well, maybe the, the owner's having a transit and doing it through the pet. Oh, wow, never thought of, thought of that. So that's kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's something you wanted me to look into, possibly. Well, I do think that there is probably an audience out there for people who uh, do want to know uh, not only the the horoscope of their partner, but also of their animals. Yeah. And it is, I think, everything that we do that can bring us more information uh, is a lovely thing. Yes. As we try to understand a species different from our own. When we try to understand even another person, uh, right. we have misconceptions and uh, perhaps make assumptions that are not true. Yeah. And that's something that I see a lot with um, animals. In fact, one of the animals I know was almost um, uh, euthanized because of a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. What happened was the um, the the his the animals humans went on a camping trip, mm-hmm. and the dog stayed with a friend. The dog was uh, close to end of life, but not there yet. And um, they had made their friend promise that if anything were to happen, uh, concern about this animal, that they would call a friend of mine first before they made a final decision. Mm-hmm. Well, they did call her because mm-hmm. um, the dog was pacing and drooling and giving all these signs of extremely high stress. And they called her and they said, he must be in pain. We're going to take him to the vet and mm-hmm. do the final shot. And she said, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> wait a minute. Right. I'm going to call Wanda. Mm-hmm. And so she called me, and when I ch- uh, checked in with the dog, he was beside himself because he was always taken with his people for camping. Oh. Always. Wow. And he thought he had been abandoned and left. Oh, no. And he was, or, or that they had forgotten him and that he was supposed to be with them, and he wasn't. And when I explained the situation that they loved camping, they would have taken him if they could have, but they couldn't this time, and they thought he would be happy with their friend, the dog immediately calmed, laid down, and slept peacefully and was fine. Oh, my but gosh. that dog was that close to end of life when it wasn't necessary at all. No. So we want to be really sure uh, before we make that final decision and at the same time, we want to own our responsibility for doing that. Oh, right. Jeez. That's weird. That's, that's amazing. And the dog was upset because they had left him behind from camping. Well, they always he, took right, him along. Right. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that is divine grace, I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, to come in the middle of that. So, you know, it looks like we've got another call here. That is with Judy. Judy, hi. Welcome. Oh, hi. 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 Um, thank you. This is Eileen. It um, is me. Yes. And this is Wanda. Hi. Hi. hi Wanda. Is it Judy or Julie? Judy. We're Judy with a D. Thank okay. you. Okay. And, and wh- what pet are you calling about? Well, I'm calling about two pets. Um, okay. And one is Julie with an L. Okay. Oh, I one. see where I got off. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, Julie, something. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
and uh, the other one is Kuki. Okay. So Kuki came, uh, or rather, Julie came into the house about, and originally her name was Chili, but um, um, didn't like Chili Conqueso and changed it to Julie, seemed to fit her better. Um, but she came from a situation where our neighbors were watching her for friends, um, but didn't get along with their two cats. Um, and the friend originally had stayed there, but we had heard from the husband and wife that the original owner played with the cat really rough, and the cat didn't like it. And later I learned a little more. I would say it was beyond rough. Um, and so uh, she was really starting to relax and be really sweet and love petting. And then another cat, Pookie, came in. Pookie's owner had died, and he's been here about a week and a half. Um, was 91. Pookie's been with him almost all or all of his 13 years and was a lap cat. So he's, I'm sure, missing his dad. Plus, I think he's not crazy about having this other cat in the house. And, and I know she's not crazy about him. So right now we're just keeping them separated. each uh, in a separate bedroom, and um, which isn't so easy with the heat. But um, letting them get used to each other, but calling to see if he can just give it any more information that would help to make it more harmonious so they could be together other than just waiting for time. Well, I think you're doing think, yeah. the right thing and that you're not jamming them together and mm-hmm. um, and allowing them to slowly get used to each other's smells and, and so on. And um, so... The next step, I, I, as I, I look at it, it, looks like you have a closed door between them. Is that true? Yes. One of them is always kept in a closed room so the other one can roam. But they, um, the doors are mostly glass and, and they're covered except we've opened up the bottom part of the curtain so that um, the cats can see each other and interact through the glass. Oh, excellent. And so... Um, so if I were doing a session, what I would do uh, with Julie is to talk to her about there's, the, like I said before, there's plenty of space, there's plenty of room, there's plenty of love. And um, and then at sometimes uh, Julie needs to be confined in order to give Pookie a chance to also explore the house. And mm-hmm. it, this has to be a series of measured interventions that um, uh, per, perhaps you feed one on one side of the partition and one on the other side so, uh, so that you build some positive associations and uh, you'll want to have separate litter boxes, you'll want to have two climbing posts, and um, you're, you know, you are going to have to let them have some time together and then separate them again so you're slowly building some extra time um, mm-hmm. because this is not a long-term solution but this is the way that you start with cats is that you separate them let them become used to each other and when they see each other between the partitions are they hissing um julie was the first cookie uh, has not hissed but one time julie got out when he was the cat that had the free free rate of the house at that time. And um, I wasn't here, but my housemate told me that he went for her and not in a good way. 
Mm. Oh, that Pookie did? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Pookie. you probably yeah. need um, an animal communication uh, session with both of them. Pookie um, needs to... Um, Pookie lost his job, and he lost his human, and he lost his home, and now he's confined in a room, and that would make anyone unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, so an explanation of what happened and why, and that this is um, what life looks like, and that uh, an encouragement to make an adjustment, and then a similar conversation with Julie about why this additional cat is here. I, I do admire you for taking Pookie in. This is a very difficult and challenging situation, especially um, Pookie is an older cat. There, mm-hmm. there are um, cat places that are specifically dedicated to helping cats like this find a new home. Um, I had to rehome a cat after the death of a person. You'd be surprised how often that happens. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, I, I would suggest you try that series and um, and a full session, and then that's you know Eileen talks about the cats I worked with before who did manage to work it out, and it it was a six week process. It wasn't instant. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. we also have to ask, are we the best home for this cat? Does this mm-hmm. cat need to go to another home? It's too early to ask that question yet, mm-hmm. but, but we always want an animal to be placed with their best possible home, not mm-hmm. just with any home, because an animal who has to spend another five years in fear and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, being constantly hypervigilant, that's not a good life for either animal. Right. And the older one would be the one to stay because her owner was an old family friend of my housemate. And um, I, and I did go over to spend some time to help, help the gentleman um, after one of his strokes. But uh, my housemate, her heart is with Pookie. Um, I, I think she was attracted to the other one more because she's so pretty originally. So of course, you get attached. Well, I said, not, yeah, not I, long. I encourage you to uh, contact me for a full session so I could work with both of them, do some healing work with both of them. And I would give it at least six to eight weeks to see if it can't be worked out because it's, okay. it's just too early yet to make a final decision. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Thank okay. you, Judy. Thank you very thank much you for so calling. Much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I hope, wish you well with this. Yeah. Thank I, you. I hope that everything works out. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Okay. So, all right. We've got to take a break here, real quick. When we get back, we're going to do the announcements and then I'm going to give your announcement of where we can get a hold of you at the end of the show. Okay, so this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW, Alternative Talk Radio.
Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, we celebrate 11 years on the air. And of course, we couldn't do that without you. So a very special thanks to you, our listeners, for your continued support. We'll be joined by New York Times bestselling author Mary Kay Andrews. With more than 24 books to her name, she'll reveal why the South makes the perfect setting for her tales, how her career as a journalist prepared her to become a bestselling author, and a favorite recipe or two from her beach cookbook. Tune in Monday at noon Pacific time and Fridays at 6 a.m. And find more information at conversationslive.net. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I just wanted to thank you, Wanda, so much today. For it's absolutely my pleasure. It's awesome. And so... We'll talk to you again at the end of the show to get your information so we can give it out. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we've got the Jupiter Rising calendar events, and we have some new ones here. Like the first one is the Emerald Spiral Expo. Yay. We just got them up and running for this week. It is September 22nd, uh, 2018 is the date. It is the last Saturday of September it's always the last Saturday of March, and it's September. And this is the biggest, the biggest, the biggest psychic fair in this area. It's usually probably around 80-plus people that are vending there. They're either vendors, readers, or whatever they are. So, And there's also um, going to be speakers, and there will also be paid speakings, too. Uh, so it's going to be re- this is going to be a little bigger show this time than I think the last one was. It is at the Kent Commons at 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. That's 4th Avenue and James Street. It's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there's free parking and it's free admission so you can come and go whenever you want. And like I said, psychic readers, crystal stones, healers, free lectures, paid lectures, the whole business. So it's going to be all over the map, and we are going to be there, Jupiter Rising. I believe we may be broadcasting from there. I think so. So uh, we did the last time, and we had a great time doing that. So if you want more information, though, on the fair, you can contact 425-445-8789. And also, I would mention to you that they probably have more vending booths available right now. It is still relatively early for it. So they have more vending booths, so you can actually contact Astara Brisky. That's A-S-T-A-R-A, Astara Brisky, to find out more about vending there. And um, the booths are $125, I believe, or $150, I think. So if you mention also, here's the cool thing. She told me this the other day, and I have to say this. If you mention that you heard about the fair through the Jupiter Rising show, you'll receive a gift. Isn't that sweet? I like that. So anyway, so she's offered that. So that is the Emerald Spiral Fair coming up on September 22nd. And that is a Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning into afternoon from 9 until 5. Okay, next is the Saturday Night Psychic Showcase. That is tonight by Beyond the Mind Metaphysics. Tammy Byerman and Mike Byerman are the proprietors. It is at Carr's Restaurant in Lakewood at 11006 Bridgeport Way. 5 5 p.m. is when the doors open. 6 p.m. the program starts. And programs and private readings 
are available before and after the show. And the speaker tonight will be Catherine, and she's going to be talking about remote viewing. Oh, my goodness. That's sort of like what we were talking about today. Absolutely. It's yes. the same thing. The same thing. Boy, I'm going to get my remote viewing and everything today. <laughs> Absolutely. That'll work. Yes, it will. So, yeah, and I totally get that, and I've done that myself. So remote viewing is kind of interesting. If you kind of want to, I do this like if you have an appointment or something, see what you're going to see, what's going to happen before you go. Do you visualize the room, visualize the people and all that, and it usually works really well. You there know? you are. Yeah. And when I check in with your animals, what I am doing is looking at them uh, where they are as they are. Yep. Remote viewing them. So, and that's, it's the most accurate way to do it, believe it or not. It's fabulous. So, okay. And then next, we have the Psychic Spectrum. The Psychic Spectrum is Wednesday nights at the Poodle Dog. And I, when I wrote this, I wrote Downtown Fifi. I mean, uh, Fife. Anyway, it's just, anyway, it's goofy. So it's from 7 p.m. until 9.30 approximately. So it's every Wednesday night. The Psychic Spectrum Showcase is at the Poodle Dog Restaurant. That is a fantastic restaurant. And it is a actual, I think it's a historical landmark there. So every week there's a different speaker and different topic. And participants get a free psychometry reading the psychic panel includes psychics, astrologers, palmists, and tarot readers, and I'm one of the spots. I'm one of the readers there. And Skip and Sharon are firm believers that psychic is natural, that everyone has it, and everyone is waiting for it to come out. Okay, psychic uh, Sharon was born with her gifts and abilities. Comes natural to her, but Skip was not. He was not born with gifts and abilities. He was raised in a Catholic-based home. But he had a near-death experience from a motorcycle crash in 1976 and a severe head injury, which changed his entire life and found himself to be psychic. Pretty weird, but that stuff does happen. So Sharon did work with Skip to get his abilities out of his head and out there into the world. So they now work together, and their work has helped so many others to heal and transform their lives. So, and they also have, along with the psychic spectrum, Skip and Sharon conduct a very popular event called Talking to the Other Side on the first Saturday evening of every month at the Rainier Room at the Poodle Dog at 5 at 7 p.m. And I think that's next Saturday. So that would be awesome. Okay, and if you want to find out more information or to schedule an appointment with Sharon and Skip, go to their website at psychicspectrum.com or call 253-335-3340. Okay, now we have an announcement here and I wanted to make it at the end of the show. And um, this is about our show going back to one hour next week. Now don't ever, oh no, oh no. Well, it's okay because I think one of the things that we did that I think we wanted, I wanted to do was to bring somebody else in for the second hour. And so we kind of worked it out, and next Saturday is the start of the Skip and Sharon again. The Psychic Spectrum Radio Show will be starting at noon next Saturday, high noon, and we'll be broadcasting till 1 o'clock, and they will be doing their own version of metaphysics and magic. And again, Skip is really good psychic, and so is Sharon, and they work very, very well together. And so they're going to, they've been on the radio show, or they've been on, not, so Skip has been our show once, and Sharon has been laid up with broken foot. 
So that's why she hasn't been around, but she will be around next Saturday at noon. So the reason we did this is because we wanted to bring in a whole other variation. And so I'm going to miss doing the hour. We're still going to be on from 11 to 12, but from 12 until 1 will be this Skip and Sharon, the Psychic Spectrum radio show. So that's awesome. Okay. So, and then also, um, I just want to make mention here that um, you can listen to the archives. Archives are cool. Um, you can, they are taped every week and they're put on, on the KKNW website at 1150kknw.com. You sign on to the website and on the right side of the page, there's a list of shows. Go to the Jupiter Rising show, sign on to that. You'll see my face and then at the bottom of that page says archive and click that link and then go to the next page and you'll be able to listen to the show or any of the shows that have been on the air I believe we're up to 125 shows now. That's a lot. So if you want to have a whole huge marathon, listen to all 125 of them, you can do it. It's cool. So anyway, um, it's the way we can also track how many people are listening to the show as well as being able to listen to the show whenever you want to. So it's it's a cool thing, and we really enjoy having it. And so I want, just wanted to tell you about that. So Ms. Wanda... Yes, ma'am. Huh? Well, <laughs> I wanted to tell people that if you want to learn more about energy healing, my book, Choose Energy Therapy, A Practical Guide to Healing Options for People and Animals, is available from Amazon. And it talks about um, the first third is about the science uh, behind healing. The middle part of the book is about actual stories of people and animals healing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And the last third is about how to choose a practitioner. And you can reach me at wandabuckner.com. You're welcome to call 360-491-3187. Or you can also email me at wandasoffice at gmail.com. And thank you so much for having me, Eileen. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's wonderful when you're here. It's just like having a family member here, you know. Well, thank you. It's a conversation. It's a con- <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is a conversation for sure. All right. Okay. Okay, so next week on the show, we're going to have back, I think you kind of already got the hint of that, we're going to have back on Mr. Matt Shea, who is a fantastic writer. He's just written another book. And it's just been published, so he's going to come on, and we're going to talk about that. He keeps asking me, have you read the book yet? Have you read the book? I'm trying to read it. I'm trying to read it. So anyway, um, he's going to be in, and we're going to talk about that, and uh, we're going to have a good time. It'll be just for the hour. Remember, we're only on one hour next week, so, and that's for indefinite. And we'll see what happens in the future, but we're going to do it that way. So anyway, um, we're going we're gonna to kind of, you know, kind of kick it back a little bit. And do a little bit more, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what we're going to do. And I will see you again the last Saturday yes, in you August. Will. You will be here the last Saturday of August. And then we're going to be um, having guests. And the following week, we're also going to have Miss Kelly Kelleher. She's going to be on. And then I believe then Tony White will be on the following week. We're going to have a really good busy month. So I'm looking forward to hearing all of them. Oh, me too. I mean, wait to hear Tony. He's awesome. I just can't wait to see him. Anyway, so that is it for us today. And until we see you again next week at one hour, 
This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.